You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by our live fantasy football show. Have a fantasy football question you need answered before the draft? Don't miss Locked On Fantasy live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to at Locked On Network on Twitter. Today on the show, we have some fallout from preseason game one already. Some changes going to be made. We have some updates on Jordan Love's status and a lot more to get to. But let's start with some of that fallout because yesterday's show, we centered around who played well, who didn't play so well in the first preseason game and understanding that it is just one preseason game, but that is it is a big deal because it is the first live action that we've seen. And in some cases, it confirmed some things that we already might have worried about when it comes to some of these players. The most obvious is at the offensive line. The offensive line did not play well on Saturday. And the Packers coaches telegraphed this when they met with the media on Sunday. They said, look, we're going to start two new guys next week. This is an open competition, and we want to see these guys running with the ones. Now, it's not really the ones, right? Because Elton Jenkins and, and Billy Turner did not play. You're getting Josh Myers, but he's a rookie. He needs these reps. So it's not it's not really fair to say, okay, these are the ones, even though technically Lucas Patrick started last year uh, and, and John Rennie Jr. started some games last year. Josh Myers expected to be the starter. But you have a backup to the backup to the backup, really, in Josh Neisman starting at left tackle. You have the backup right tackle in Dennis Kelly, who you would have liked to see perform a little bit better, especially after I went out of my way to say such nice things about him uh, on this show. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, he he needs some time, Dennis Kelly does, to get acclimated to what Green Bay is doing, to playing alongside these guys. And it, that might take a little bit of time. He's He was only in the building, I believe, under a week before this game was played. So it, it's not like he had a ton of time and a ton of practice under his belt. He needs to show much better in this game. Ben Braden and Royce Newman are going to get the chance this week against the Jets. And Royce Newman was Pro Football Focus's number one rookie offensive lineman in terms of grade from the first preseason week. Number one, uh, ahead of some, some much higher picks. He is continuing what he started in OTAs when he looked like a veteran by all accounts and is now getting an opportunity to run with the ones yesterday in camp. He's out there getting a chance to run with the run with the ones. That's a tongue twister. Say that ten times fast. Run with the ones. And Ben Braden, who we heard in OTAs, Matt Lafleur said it. He has a chance to compete at guard or tackle. Has a chance to compete to start. 
And, and I was sort of like, wait, what? But given the way JRJ looked, given the way Lucas Patrick looked in the first game, why would you not give him an opportunity out there? The same is true at corner. KB Ento running ahead of Josh Jackson in team. With Eric Stokes with that second team, Stokes was working in with the first team. Kevin King, who is back practicing, but not all the way back, got the first team reps at that right cornerback spot. Eric Stokes got the second first team reps at that right cornerback spot. He is competing. So remember, we talked about how you know sort of strange it was that he didn't get more reps and maybe they wanted an extended look at Josh Jackson to really see what he had. He, by the way, uh, had a pick in practice yesterday. But Eric Stokes clearly competing for that first cornerback spot. My guess is we'll see a little bit more of him this week um, in, in some of these team situations. That's going to be big. And then in the game, maybe you want to see someone like KB Ento and Josh Jackson compete more directly uh, for, for, for this situation because cornerback four is what they're competing for, not a starting job, which is what Eric Stokes is competing for. You want to see it in practice first and then put it out into the games. KB Ento running ahead of Josh Jackson. That is the headline of all of this. Josh Jackson fighting to make the team because we know Jair is on the team. We know Eric Stokes is on the team. Kevin King, pretty close to a lock. Shannon Sullivan is a lock. And Shamar, uh, Shamar Jean Charles, also a lock. So that's five. And after that, you, you hope all the guys that you keep can cover, but then there's some special teams value. Well, Josh Jackson had to be taken off special teams and was a healthy scratch last year because he was not contributing on special teams. Kebianento, by contradistinction, was someone who was hurt to open the season, but they didn't put him on season-ending IR. They gave him the chance to come back and compete to play, if not corner special teams. And we've beaten this dead horse, and I understand that, but if they're going to keep a bunch of receivers... And, you know, only one and a half of them or whatever is going to play special teams. And, you know, Amari Rogers is not going to be a punt gunner. He's not going to be, you know, running down there on kickoff. So you need some fast guys out there. You need those corner spots. I don't think it's it is outside the realm of possibilities for the Packers to go get a veteran in this spot because Josh Jackson is proving unreliable. We know we know Kevin King has issues staying healthy. So, I mean, five cornerbacks is not enough. And, and the rest of this group is, is really just not reliable enough for them to feel good about it. Now, could they wait until final cuts? Could they wait, you know, late August? Sure, they could, especially since whoever you're bringing in theoretically is just insurance. Um, and, and it's also, unfortunately, the case that there aren't that many people out there for the Packers to go get. Now, Richard Sherman, who's who's, you know, hopefully dealing with whatever mental health things that he says he's dealing with. And and it, hopefully he's finding the health that he needs and the help that he needs for those things. Um, it's not a long list of available guys out there. You know, Sherman is probably the top of that list. Now, are there some other guys who could be out there that, you know, get cut, who are, you know, costing their team a little bit too much money? Yeah, um, those guys are potentially available. 
Otherwise, you know, sort of some uninspiring names out there right now. So I think Green Bay is, is ultimately going to have to wait on this if, if that's something that they feel like they have to do. Now, if you just feel good about Eric Stokes, and that's the other thing about Stokes is he didn't he didn't miss a lot of games at Georgia. He played. Uh, Shamar John Charles, same kind of deal. Shannon Sullivan has been healthy. Jair Alexander has been healthy in his career. If you feel good about those guys and Kevin King is there, then you add into maybe that is a good enough rotation. You probably want to keep someone to put on the practice squad just to have them, just to just to be ready with, with COVID protocols and all of those things. They may not be able to because there's a lot of safeties right now trying to figure out who goes where. Will Redmond is, is back. Zadarius Smith is back. These guys are working back from injuries. Will Redmond is, is fighting for his job. Ennis Gaines, undrafted free agent, making some noise. Vernon Scott, we know what what he has put on the field. And so there are these guys that are very much in the mix to win a roster spot, to, to be productive players on defense. Where do you draw the line between someone who can be a productive player on defense potentially and help you on special teams or a player who is just special teams. You have to be really good at special teams to just be a special teams guy. Most people are just not good enough at it to do it. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sports betting needs. Baseball, uh, the NFL, college football, golf, UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great options you have there. Sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs in the baseballs or in college football get ready to open the season same thing nfl wise head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts we did get some good news on the jordan love front um that uh, the the mri came back clean he did not practice yesterday um, Matt LaFleur said he's feeling a lot better than he did uh, after the game or, or during the game. Although Jordan after the game said he was fine and was not in any pain. But the, the progress is good because he needs these reps. You need him out there. And after, after watching and re-watching, it's really exciting to see what he was able to do after two years basically of being off. And it would be great to see him get these practice reps this week. Now, probably not going to get them today, although there's a chance he was out there. And and we're going to talk about this. They had practice yesterday. And we heard uh, through reporting that he was not practice. No one told Jordan Love. No one seemed to tell Jordan Love he was not practicing until he got out there in his gear, in his jersey, in his helmet, and one of the trainers had to be like, no, you're inside with the rehab guys. And Zach Cruz brought this up, and I thought it was a great historical contextual point. Aaron Rodgers, early in his career as the starter, got hurt. And he played through that injury. 
And that toughness, especially after early in his career, he got hurt, had some major injuries early in his NFL career. And there were questions. Could he stay healthy? Could he be durable enough in the NFL? Played through injury and ended up getting a contract basically right away. Almost sight unseen from the Packers. That toughness was a partial driver of that contract. And we know what Brett Favre was to this organization and was to the NFL in terms of an Ironman streak that will never be topped. It just will never be topped. Especially in the modern game. And even with all the advancements, these guys are going to be smarter. There were plenty of games, surely, that Brett Favre should have sat. Should have, you know, concussion protocol would have taken him out of some of these games. And the league has just become more cautious with this. They they understand the big picture better. But these little moments resonate. They resonate with teammates. They resonate with coaches. They resonate with the front office to say, look, this guy wants to be out there. Yes, he's hurt. Yes, he's sore. Yes, he's banged up. But he wants to be out there with his guys. He wants to be out there getting better. That willingness to improve, to work, and to fight through. These are the reasons that talented players miss in the NFL. They are bad at overcoming adversity, at facing obstacles, and overcoming them. This is something Steve Nash has talked about, and and you hear a lot on young athletes and why we miss on evaluations across sports, because we do it across sports. Guys with supreme talent who flame out. And it is almost always one of two reasons, injuries and work ethic is is not being fair because plenty of guys work hard, but it is the ability to overcome because it's not just physical hurdles. It's not just, okay, I need to go rep this. I need to go improve my footwork as Jordan Love has. He's made leaps and bounds. It's okay, I'm having adversity. I'm facing an obstacle. Something is in my way. I'm I'm dealing with an issue. How do you overcome that issue? Carson Wentz. They draft Jalen Hurts. There is the reporting around that is Carson didn't like that. And he turtled a little bit. Now, that's not to say that's the only reason that he didn't play well last year. But the reporting suggests that his confidence got shaken a little bit. And contrast that with Aaron Rodgers. He did not like that the Packers took a quarterback. He did not like it. All right? And he told Peter King yesterday that he thought 2020 was going to be his last year with the team. That's what he thought the Jordan Love pick meant to his future. And... So, I mean, that is just a remarkable statement. I can't believe he thought that. I mean, he's saying it, but I I just, it seems, I'm I'm like gobsmacked by that. Like, just financially, it doesn't make any sense for them to have traded him this past offseason, although apparently he thought it would. Um, But instead of going into his shell, instead of pouting, he went out and had an MVP season. He channeled that frustration. He overcame that obstacle. And that obstacle for him was not physical. It was mental. And it was in his own mind. Hey, this team 
is doing this thing that I don't like. And rather than allowing it to affect me on the field in a negative way, I'm going to channel that frustration in a positive way and play better. And he goes out and is the MVP. Those kinds of things separate the good players from the great players and the flameouts from the guys who stick in the league for years and years and years. You have to be able to overcome those things. Now, I'm not saying Jordan Love is now Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre because of this one little moment. But I'm also saying it's not trivial. And Jordan Love has checked a lot of the boxes so far. A lot of the boxes. And there are a lot of people, mostly Bears fans, who have a lot of things to say about Jordan Love. And guess what? I went back. So I've watched the preseason game uh, an unhealthy amount of times now. And I, one of them, I, I focused in not just on Jordan Love, but on his facial expressions. The body language doctor is in the building. No, I just wanted to see, you know, this was something I was watching for live. You miss a throw. How do you react? You make a throw. How did you react? He was so even keeled. The good throws and the bad throws, his face looked the same after. Just focused. We're here. We're present. We're doing this right now. And I can, I can enjoy it later or I can be mad later. But right now, we got to play football. That is a trait that, that you want to see. And it's why you want to see him out there in, in joint practices. This is a new challenge, a new obstacle. Can he overcome it? And if so, how? Because he, he would get a bunch more reps than Aaron Rodgers would want to take. Rodgers does not want to take a bunch of reps. He does not want guys falling around his legs. None of that. So... This is an opportunity Jordan Love really could use. And maybe the Packers want to go, hey, we actually want kind of want to see this. How does it affect you if you are a little bit banged up? What does that look like? And how are you managing it? How does it how does it affect the way you play? You know, if he's if he's risking more injury, you don't want him out there. Period. But if it's one of those things where like in a regular season situation, he would play, but in a preseason situation, you don't want him to play. Well, maybe because you you don't really need him this year. If you're not risking further injury and it's just a soreness thing, maybe you give him a chance to go out there and prove something. I'm sure he would like that opportunity. Now, this is going to be the doctor's call, notorious conservative doctor group. But if you can get him out there, you want to see him out there. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solutions for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the, in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? 
Is that really surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you. You don't stand a chance. That's why we have Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. It's like playing blackjack, but you already know what the dealer has. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it is meant to be one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free right now. You can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Betting on the Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So, uh, something stood out to me from something Matt LaFleur said yesterday at his press conference. He was asked about guys like Josh Jackson and some of the the, the shoddy quarterback play. And, and this is what he said. He said, if it's third and seven and you're playing off at 12 yards and they're running an out route and, and you have outside leverage man on a guy, you can't be sitting that far off because it's just pitch and catch. I think there are some things where we got into trouble with some of the corners kind of peeking in the backfield, looking at the quarterback instead of focusing on the receiver. Okay, so this is a two-part thing. When you see cornerbacks playing off, part of that is by design. It is a mindset. Okay, we're going to play off, eyes to the quarterback, and allow you to make plays in front. That is part of what Joe Barry wants. But what he also wants, and what Matt LaFleur clearly also wants, is if you are supposed to be locked up with a guy, and it's you have to know down and distance. If it's third and seven, you can't be 12 yards off. This was a Mike Patton special. We saw it in both Buccaneers games. We saw it too often over the course of last season. Matt LaFleur had a problem with it. Now, part of it is who's out there. You would see Jair Alexander consistently playing tighter than Kevin King, even though Jair is twitchy enough to play off and still make plays, to still rally to the ball. And if it's third and six, he's not eight, 10, 12 yards off from the receiver. But Kevin King would be. He is not a quick trigger athlete. He's not a click and close with burst kind of athlete like Jair Alexander is. Either is Josh Jackson. So you can't be playing that kind of off coverage. And that doesn't mean you can't play off. You just can't play that far off. And it is in a lot of cases, up to the corners. Whether they want to play off, whether they want to play press, whether they want to play press bail, there are different techniques for different situations, for different coverage calls, but also the corners are going to get a lot of leeway to make those decisions. 
And if you're trying to read and react and, and bait quarterbacks and make plays, you have to know that you can still get to the receiver. And so if you're Josh Jackson, for example, and you have good eyes, you have good instincts, you have good ball skills, but you don't have the burst to fly downhill when that ball comes out of the quarterback's hand, you can't be giving up that kind of space to the receiver. So while a lot of the blame falls on the the feet of Mike Patton last year for a mindset it is still up to the corners to understand down and distance. It's it's like knowing time and score in basketball. You always have to know the situation. And so, okay, the call is for you to play off. Okay, how far off? Not 12 yards on third and seven, not 10 yards on third and three. You're just giving up too much and you have to you have to have some level of self-awareness to say, okay, I don't have the downhill burst, the change of direction ability to be playing this far off. You can play off at six yards depth or seven yards depth and not give up a ton of ground in those situations. I mean, you have to you have to know at a certain point how deep is too deep, giggity. So this is the kind of thing where it's not just on the coaching, it's on the players as well. And it's not just Josh Jackson. He wasn't the only guy who did it. And, and this was a, a thread with Kevin King last year. And I think part of it is he's guarding against the fact that his athleticism is just not what it used to be. And I don't know if Josh Jackson's athleticism is just not what it used to be, but he, he did not look quick on Saturday night. And, and that has been, unfortunately, a consistent theme over the last few years with him. I was, I was really hopeful that, that this scheme could, could make a difference for him. Um, but so far, it hasn't happened. doesn't mean it can't. It's just that so far, it hasn't happened. And if you are the kind of person who is really hopeful that Eric Stokes wins this cornerback job, I think this, this could be one of those details where it's like, okay, Eric Stokes always wants to be near the receiver, even if he's not pressing. Because I, I didn't see him really consistently get his hands on anyone in the preseason game. He wasn't out there pressing guys, but he also wasn't giving up big cushions because he doesn't have to. He runs 4-2. So when you have that kind of speed, when you have that kind of twitch and change of direction ability, you don't have to give that kind of cushion. Because you know, even if you bite, you can recover. And you can, you can make more plays on the ball. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see Stokes play a little bit more. I'm, I'm interested to see how he matches up with the Jets this week. They have a, a diverse group of skill position players from Jameson Crowder to Elijah Moore, who's the, the quick as a hiccup rookie that they have, who was certainly high on the Packers list, was someone that I think they considered uh, in the first round, someone that a lot of guys, including myself, in the pre-draft process was very high on Denzel Mims, a guy fighting to make a roster spot there, but he's um, a, a talented kid, top 100 pick, top 100 type talent. So they have some skill guys there. I'm interested to see how Josh Jackson, how Eric Stokes, how Kevin King performs against them. And of course, we will be here all week to break that stuff down. No Lily Zhao tomorrow. No Zhao you doing. 
Lily is on vacation. Um, and you know, we, we could all use a little bit more vacation in our lives these days. So we hope she is enjoying it. Uh, we will miss her this week, but, uh, we, we will get her back very, very soon. We'll be back tomorrow. I will be back. You can't get rid of me. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.